listening to the Inside Fairfield Lacrosse Podcast, hosted by J.J. Duke, an all-access pass to Fairfield University Lacrosse. Hey fans, welcome back to another edition of Inside Fairfield Lacrosse Podcast. JJ Duke here with you. Glad that you could spend part of your day with us. If you listened to the last episode, it was not our traditional coaches episode. It was the leadership podcast. And we're back on business here. We're only a couple of days away from the opening of the 2019 women's lacrosse season. So Laura Field is here with us. Coach, first off, uh, Aaron Mamley, Taylor Mitchell. Outstanding job. They did really well. They did. It was good to hear them. Yeah, though they kind of stumbled on the superlatives. But I, I thought it was like softball questions. I, like, uh, I appreciate them not throwing anyone under the bus, you know? <laughs> I don't think it was even like that bad. Like, uh, you know, what? okay, the worst dancer bit, okay, maybe. <laughs> but like, come you have on. have lots guys. of candidates. Okay. Would you like to hear your thoughts on that? Nope, before? not nope? even okay. a little bit. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so uh, since the last time that we talked, our recap is going to be a little bit shorter here because we kind of oh, you know, took a look at what – the season, the off season, the preseason is looking like, but it's different now. You know, right before the start of the season, everyone's certainly ready to go. Obviously, when Tar- uh, Taylor and Aaron came on the last show, they're definitely ready to go. But how do you kind of keep the group under control? It's not a practice week. It's not a you know preseason week. It's okay. Now we got to switch focus. It's a game week. Yeah, I think we actually really enjoy the game weeks. It gives you, you know, absolutely, it gives you a focus. But for us, I think we like the nuances of the scout, knowing what we're about to see, um, predicting a little bit about how we're going to play. You know, when you open the first game, you don't have as much data to go off of. And, you know, we're a bit nerdy in our office and we like the data. Um, But it allows us to work on what we think we're going to need in preparation for the first game. And, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel where you have um, a game after weeks and weeks of practices is fun for all of us. So, you know, what is a week, like a game week, look like? You know, so we're recording today is Tuesday. What do the next three days look like? We will review a little bit of film. Um, we, we were able to scrimmage Wagner this past weekend, so we will um, review film for both the offense and the defense this week. We will review a little bit of Holy Cross information, film from last year, scout that we're going to be going over. Um, we start working in combinations and practices, things that we think we're going to put in, um, personnel that we think are going to work together. So, again, the, the focus is across the board, both on the field and, and sort of in the office for all of us. You know, now as we get towards opening day here, we talked in the last episode about, you know, you're not hitting your peak, you're not hitting your stride, but what is kind of like the base that you need to hit for the first game of the season, especially looking at fitness because – of course, a sport, a lot of running, a lot of transition. You like to play an up-tempo game. Where do you need the group to be right now? I think where we need to be is really limiting um, unforced errors, playing smart. I mean, and, and I think every coach in the world says that, but it is the truth. You know, you want to make sure you make the most of your opportunities. You don't have um, turnovers and uh, mistakes that are made because you aren't paying attention, that you're not focused or you're not aware of the game plan. So, you know, for us, the focus really turns to let's limit our, our our mistakes. Um, let's play smart. Let's play within the scheme that we put in um, and sort of start building the pieces of who we are this season. And you talk about film. Um, you know, how much do you go off of just on yourself? I know, you know, I occasionally see cameras are out, you know, at practice, but how much do you actually learn from those sessions and how much do you feel like the group takes in? I think we learn a lot from it. Um, you know, it's one thing to, to be told what you're doing. It's another thing to see it. And for us, uh, 
particularly the actual the visual from above is very helpful to see our spacing um, to see what we look like so we use film in, in all different kinds of ways in the early part of the season we definitely use a lot more film of ourselves as we go um, I think we use both film of ourselves and of our opponents so it's a little bit of a more of a mix um, but we've been using it in a practice all week we'll use it um, we use film as much as we possibly can. Now, you just mentioned a little while ago about a scrimmage against Wagner. That's MAC champ versus NEC champ. You don't obviously get a lot to learn from in terms of like how well you're running the offense because it's still early in the season. But what were some of the big takeaways, and what was that scrimmage kind of like for you guys? It was a, it was a good it was a good thing. It was good to get out there. It was good to get out and play. We saw a lot of young players get some time, which we had uh, talked about in yeah. our last pa- podcast. That came to fruition. Um, we saw the speed of the game against an opponent it's really nice to see someone else challenge you Um, I think when you play against each other and practice every day get used to each other so I know what you do and I know how to play you when it's somebody else going against you it it holds you a bit more accountable so um, we were excited about um, a lot of individual performances I think we have a fair amount of work to do in terms of our team play Um, that's to be expected right now that's not something that we're particularly surprised about but it is something that we're looking forward to correcting a little bit in our first games and when you go about selecting opponents for scrimmages, what are you looking first for something like that? You know, how, how, for example, how does Wagner come to the table? Yeah, no, and, and Wagner was a little bit easy for us. Um, uh, Alex Femmel is the one right. of their assistant coaches, and she's one of our graduates, so we were happy to have her back. Um, it's a logical matchup for both of us in that um, we're both winning our conferences, and so we both have NCAA experience. We both, I would say, probably have the same end goal in mind, that we want to win that NCAA game, not just get there. Um, so we're like-minded in that. Um, I think, you know, stylistically in terms of how we play and what we're looking for, we match up very well. So, um, you know, we were very fortunate to have them come in, and we're, we're thankful that they were able to come here and play. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to do that again in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And what are some of the things, for those who have not seen Wagner, what do they replicate in terms of teams that you might see down the road? Uh, they had a lot of speed. Um, right. You know, I think they had some very, very good individual players. They had a lot of speed. Um, their goalkeeping, their defense was very strong. So they pushed us in, in, in almost every aspect uh, across the board on the field. So, um, y- you know, I think in terms of what we want preparing for the games that count, that, that was a pretty good uh, opportunity for us. All right, let's talk about the games that count then. Here we go. Uh, this is a this show is going to be covering two games. It's going to be the opener away to Holy Cross, and then we're going to talk about, you know, we don't have much to go on for the home opener because obviously we have a game to play before that, but we'll discuss it a little bit. So coming up this Saturday um, on the 9th, there will be away to Holy Cross. That will be a noon start up there in usually frigid Worcester, Massachusetts. <laughs> for those who cannot get there, it will be live on the Patriot League Network on Watch Stadium. So this is a group that went 6-12 and last year, but – they got to the conference tournament uh, first time in a couple of years. Often these two teams tangle. What is it about playing Holy Cross in this opening game that kind of sets the tone? You know, Holy Cross is a great team. We've had some very tough games against them in the past. We lost two years ago. Um, last year was a bit of a better game. I think we played an overtime game with them three years ago, if I'm, if memory serves. So for us, it's a it's a good test. It's a good opening test. Um, you know, the, the league that they're in is a league that we want to – 
uh, attack and really um, and put on our schedule. So, um, you know, we, we are looking for um, a, a tough matchup, to be perfectly honest with you. I, you know, I think both teams come in without sort of the benefit of, of knowing a lot about each other. So it does become about, all right, what do we put out on the field? How do they match that? What are our in-game changes that we're going to make as the game goes on? Um, you know, we're hopeful that our, our senior leadership kicks in a little bit during that game. Um, but we're hopeful that we, we come out strong in the game and set the tone. Yeah, well, you did that last year in this meeting. It was a 14-5 victory at home on the opener. Led 6-1 at half and also jumped up a couple of more goals uh, early into the second half as well. They came in a little run. It was 8-5, but then you guys were able to close it out. How important is it you mentioned the senior leadership, you know, kind of taking the, you know, the terms on their own hand for this game, but getting out early is has to be something that the group needs just to kind of settle the nerves down. Yeah, it, it is. And I think um, we've shown ourselves to be a couple of different versions of a team. We, we've been able in the past to uh, uh, unfortunately give up leads and come back, but we would love to set the tone early because I think then it allows us the luxury of, of playing how we want and rather than trying to react to what the other team is doing. So um, the seniors, where they come into play is they've been there before. Um, you know, we're fortunate to have a, a lot of players that have had a lot of experience. So um, they can be calming to the rest of the team in, in, in all facets of how we play. And certainly, you know, we've heard that from the two scenes that we had in last week where, you know, they were always talking about how, you know, you just want to bring the group together, just try to keep it as tight-knit as possible. Are you seeing that? You know, we heard it from the student-athlete side, but now as the coach side, do you see that you know, the first years and the sophomores are kind of coming in? It's like, okay, now we're, we're here now. We're just not, you know, the new kids on the block anymore. Yeah, you, I've absolutely seen it. I think the Wagner scrimmage was a great time that we saw it. Um, you know, and for us and how we play people, we, we just put them in. It doesn't matter what year you are. So um, you get acclimated as a new teammate, but it doesn't matter if you're new because you are coming back from injury. If you're new because you're a freshman, uh, you get about six weeks of the, the preseason to get used to each other, and then everybody's even up. Absolutely. And, you know, looking through their roster a little bit, you know, this is a group that you know, did have a number of tough games. Uh, they got to the quarterfinals. They lost an absolute heartbreaker to Lehigh in the quarters where they had to score twice inside the final minute to just to get there. But they've got a number – they've actually got a lot of returners. They don't graduate a whole lot from last mm -hmm. season. Um, and they've got one of the better attackers in the league in Keeley Connors who had 37 goals and was one of the best at the draw control spot. So she was a player that – the team was able to keep quiet last year, just had a goal that have a, nearly a half dozen draw controls. But um, what has the scout been going directly towards one of the best scores that you'll see in the, the non-conference season? Yeah, you know, and certainly you're right. Her her threat is, is dual. Um, she has, I think she set their uh, their single season uh, draw control record last year, I believe. Um, so we matched that well, actually. Yep. So we'll take that. Um, you know, our, our way of playing any attackers that we know about, that we know are coming in strong, is, is a team concept. So we don't leave anybody out on an island. You're not required to stop anybody 1v1. It's all about team help and team play. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll approach her. And actually, you're right. They return, I think, their top three leading scorers. So, yep. um, you know, it, she's not alone in the threat. And so we have to approach it as, you know, everybody out there is a threat. Um, they're going to come at us the same way we come at them. There's going to be people we don't know about yet. Right. Um, so we have to go into the game not just, you know, worrying about one single player but really paying attention to everybody. Well, it's certainly going to be interesting to uh, watch that one. The one thing that is going to be nice, I won't put the immediate hex on there, but hopefully it's not going to be a game that's going to be moved up three hours. <laughs> don't talk about Two the years ago. <laughs> I, didn't say, I didn't say the word. I just said hopefully it's going to stay at a noon start time and uh, we'll move forward.
forward. But um, yeah. So then you know now we turn the attention to UConn, which is the home opener. It's a Wednesday afternoon on the 13th for those who can't make it here. We hope that you do make it here to Rafferty Stadium. But if you can't, you could watch on Facebook Live on the Fairfield Athletics Facebook page. Um, UConn, boy, if there's a schedule that you say, wow, they are, uh, they're going through the gauntlet. They've certainly started off. They're going to be away to Syracuse to start, play you guys, and then they're only going to play the national champions and James Madison <laughs> right after. So, um, you know, UConn is a group that Fairfield always plays very tough, very, a lot of close games. Um, last year is no exception. It was that 13-12 scoreline that you mentioned in the last episode that we did. Um, what type of challenge do they present? Because they're certainly not a team that you would see often here in the MAC. Yeah, no, it's a it's a good in-state rival for us. Um, UConn is very strong. They're very well coached. Um, they have talent across the board. I think they do exactly what you said, have the experience of playing very tough teams. So I wouldn't imagine that a whole lot scares them. Um, but, you know, I, I think our team really enjoys playing up for them. Um, you're right, it's been very close games the last couple of years. And uh, this group does not have a victory against UConn. So, you know, they have uh, their mission laid out in front of them. So we're, we're happy that that's our home opener. We're hopeful we get a lot of support. Um, but we're, we're ready for the game. Yeah, this is a group in UConn that's um, – well, they're also – going to be a new entity and a new league as well they're going to be playing in the american athletic conference which is going to be a new league they take half of the teams that are in the big east you add east carolina to the group so they're almost going into a little bit of an unknown season for them where yeah they play this a number of the same teams over and over again but it's almost like now you get out of the big east it's a new opportunity um what have you heard about uconn that could you know define their season this year uh, you know, I haven't heard a whole lot. I know a lot about them. Um, I, I think they are looking for some of the younger players to step up. Um, I don't know that the change of league really scares them a whole lot. They had a pretty tough league that they were playing in before, um, and they managed to compete very well. Yep. Um, so, you know, I'm not sure that they're too daunted by that change. I think for them, it's it's attacking the top echelon of their league, and, and they, they know very clearly their mission in front of them. Um, you know, what I do know about them is that they're going to be fast. I know that they're going to be a threat, uh, you know, from the attack to the midfield to, you know, very strong defense and goalkeeping. Um, I know that they have high expectations for this year. So, you know, in, in that respect, I think we're well matched um, in terms of what we also expect. It's a good early season game for us because, again, neither of us will know a whole lot. So we kind of have to just put our best version of ourselves out there and we'll worry less about what they're doing and more about what we're doing. I think they're going to approach us the same way. So um, it's a good it's a good litmus test for the early season. Yeah, and it was last year as well when you guys went up to stores. It was a close game, another similar score line as we mentioned. What was the takeaway that you guys got from that game? I know that was in the midst of a tough you know, portion of the non-conference season, but there were learning lessons certainly that came from it. Yeah, as I recall, I mean, I think what we learned from it was that we, we really needed to, to play the ball out. I think, um, you know, we, we were in the game, we were able to fight back the entire, and answer back, I should say, um, the entire game. But, you know, we missed some key uh, ground balls. We missed some key turnovers that we needed to get the ball back from. Um, we made some defensive changes mid-game that the girls responded really well to. Um, but we, we needed to just push that one extra inch. Uh, it, it was... You know, every loss that's that's my goal is a tough loss. Um, you know, it was a bad loss in that capacity, but I do think we learned a lot about w how much harder we needed to push uh, to give ourselves that victory. So, 
you know, we're hopeful that we can we can turn the tide a little bit in this version. Well, it's certainly going to be a fun one because, again, as we mentioned, both of these teams love playing close games. And I know this group, as you mentioned, are looking for a little retribution. It's been a few years since Fairfield has mm -hmm. come away with the result, but it's certainly going to be a fun one to watch. So that's our scout for the two games coming up, as we mentioned. Holy Cross on the road this Saturday, and then it's going to be home to UConn. Uh, coming up on Wednesday the 13th, that's a 3 o'clock start time. And now, you know, kind of quickly rounding this show out here, it's funny, time of recording literally, I want to say about 30 minutes before uh, we ha we went on air. Uh, the MAC announced the uh, preseason selections, the projected standings, and as well as all preseason MAC honors. And, you know, it's good to see that Fairfield was well represented on the all preseason team. Megan B., Jaron Mamley, and Kathleen Holzman were all there. Um, and the group was projected to finish top. Now, I know a lot of coaches have different methodology about the preseason polls. You're grinning, so it, it, it's tough. It's it's a thing that has to happen, but um, yeah, it's just one of those. It, it's nice to see that it's there, but the group knows that the target's on their back. Yeah, we we certainly appreciate the nod based off of our results from last year. But um, you know, as as anyone who's in athletics. Uh, knows you're not as good as your last game. You're as good as your next one. Um, so we 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 welcome the honor. Um, we're very thankful for it. But we'll we'll put that back up on the shelf. And you know we got to go back to work because um, y you know as I said in our the opening podcast, I think this league is wide open, and I really do mean it. So we have our work cut out for us. Um, you know it puts a little target on our back, but that's okay. We can handle that. Um, but there are very, very good teams within our conference that we have a, a lot of respect for. So we're not gonna we're not gonna hold on to this ranking uh, too much longer than than today. The one thing that I'm curious about is obviously this is not like years ago where you'd have to wake up and see the next morning what results were and things like that. Everybody knows social media is out there. How much is a coach, and this is regardless of something like this or just you know hearing things that go about through the season. How much do you let your players? keep an eye on what's happening elsewhere or is it very much let's stay within our bubble we can only control what we can control uh certainly they see almost everything because they let me know but um but we 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 preach the same message to them that you know you can't put too much stake in what other people are saying um good and bad you have to know who you are we have to perform uh, in any circumstances no matter if we're one or if we're last um it doesn't matter so you know it's how we approached the mac tournament last year going in as a four as a three seed i should say you know it is it's it, it, you're not necessarily as good as your ranking you're as good as you perform absolutely well uh how the mac did slate it out fairfield top marist right behind canisius monmouth and then niagara iona with siena quinnipiac and manhattan to round it out but that's certainly as Laura said, it's only just kind of a set for what it is right now, and we'll hash that back out once we get to, gosh, mid-March, I think, yep. late March. It's it's crazy again. It's warm today, but it's it's not what we usually get here. It, it's February. It's lacrosse season. We'll take it as long as we can get it. Absolutely. That's going to do it here for this episode here from the Inside Fairfield Lacrosse Podcast. Again, to keep in touch with us on social media, at Fairfield Stags, at Stags Men's Lacks, at Stags Women's Lacks on Twitter and Instagram. And breaking news, uh, Ryan Moynihan, our graduate assistant, by the way, key contributor key reason to why everything on the fairfield athletics digital side gets going so big shout out to him um said that my feed is not as bad as i say so for who, whoever wants to follow at jj duke 21 or jj dot duke 21 on instagram because there apparently is another jj duke that has 21 so that's it thanks for tuning in hope to see you soon as always go stags
The Inside Fairfield Lacrosse Podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics. For all information related to Fairfield Lacrosse, log on to fairfieldstags.com.